Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Star Wars News. Oh, God. Ryan's already up and at him. What's happening? <laughs> this is I'm my hyped. co-pilot, Ryan Nelson, a.k.a. Rilo Ren, the head of Popcorn Talk, already ready to fight. The force is strong with us, Steph Sabra. What color do you want? I want green. You want green. Day, all day. You're strong. The we, force is always strong It has me. been a heck of a week, Steph. Heck of a week. I'm Steph Sabra, a.k.a. Chewbacca's long-lost daughter. And it has been a heck of a week. I know Ryan is particularly excited about this week. Let me stop attacking you all. Yeah, let's put, yeah let's put, let me chill let's out. Put the blades down. Let me for chill a sec. out real quick. Let's put our weapons down. Uh, Ryan's been really excited about this, and I am so excited for an article that he is writing for all of you at home, and it is based about the Clone Wars because now we are in our final season coming up. Final season. Going to drop on Disney Plus. We're going to get really into it, but Ryan, for other people like me who haven't seen every episode, he's going to outline the half two episodes before. Before we begin this next and final yeah what do you have to see did you miss it when it was on cartoon network yeah 10 years ago you did so these are the ones you have to watch in order to be caught up and filled in on what's going on this final season so he will he will let us know that and we'll also talk about the new the clone wars trailer that dropped that was dope mind-blowing and the concept art that dropped today for the Duel of the Fates, of the, Fates, the unmade movie, the unmade episode nine movie in the Skywalker saga, and <laughs> those were epic. They were epic. We're, were we'll epic. get real into that. We'll get into that, and then Rogue One co-writer Gary Whitta details a scrapped Darth Vader scene, which is interesting. Always interesting to speculate why things got tossed and. If it was a good decision or not. That's right. And then the rise of the resistance opening, there was a huge crowd mob. I know. It it looked dangerous. (laughs) It's a lot of what could be. Yeah, I'm not into that. I'm not into that. And the Star Wars Battlefront, two players get to play as BB-8 next week. BB-8. What? BB-8. And there, oh, this is the coolest thing, you guys. There's an L.A. mansion with a Star Wars-themed basement. Absolutely crazy. Insane. And an obscene amount of wealth that I'm jealous of. We'll have some special segments, uh, including me ragging on Baby Jabba because Baby Jabba could never. We will touch have Baby that Yoda. debate, Steph Sabra. God. Okay. Let's just dive right into the Clone Wars. So, Ryan, let let us know uh, your thoughts about this trailer. I know it's it's nuts, right? I mean, the Clone Wars. <laughs> the Clone Wars is getting a final season. This is the show that this was all the Star Wars we had at one point a few years back. This like is from Dave two- Filoni's baby it's his baby mm-hmm. before baby yoda this was his baby mm-hmm. it was 2008 2015 we had the clone Wars series on cartoon network uh this was actually what obi-wan was talking about in a new hope when he fought with anakin his and luke's father in the clone wars these are the stories these this is the friendship you get to see in this series on screen anakin is still angsty as a cartoon angsty af and you know we thought the series was over but now that disney's bought it back we have disney plus we're getting that final season because that was kind of the out cry was that it got canceled before the story was finished that's right there was a ton of storylines that it seemed like they were really ramping up to something really cool and mm-hmm. we just didn't get to see where they went and the stories that we did get to see uh wrap up were amazing so it just goes to show every season this show got better now we have a trailer for this for this final season which is coming out february 21st 
And man, a lot of cool stuff. I mean, first off, you have Anakin's hair, which I've been rewatching a lot of the old, uh, the older seasons, and they're really ramping up to Revenge of the Sith. Anakin, like the hair is long. We got like the, the scar on the eye a little bit there. He's angsty. We're definitely getting close to that Revenge of the Sith period. I think that the big takeaway from this trailer is I think we're going to have some crossover with Revenge of the Sith here. I think there's going to be some stuff that's going on towards the end of the season that interlines, interweaves with Revenge of the Sith. There's a shot where we have Padme like FaceTiming with Anakin, and she's got a little baby bump. She's looking a little prego. I don't know if she's shared it yet, but that's definitely something. There it is, right there. She's got a little baby wow. bump. Wow. See it's what I mean? interesting. There's also an article posted that in the, in the next comic coming out, they're going to have Padme reunite with Darth Vader. Whoa. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. look at her. It's it's looking really, really interesting. And then, you know, also we get the, the storyline with Ahsoka Tanu, who... The big thing that I was kind of concerned about this season is we had another TV show that Dave Filoni did called Star Wars Rebels. It Mm -hmm. took place a few years after this. So we know the fate of certain characters that are present in this season, in this series. So we like we know Ahsoka Tanu's in Rebels. So where where is the where's the tension? Where's the dramatic tension? What storyline are we going to see? The big thing is it's Mandalore in the Mandalorian they're always referencing stuff that's happened in the past, the siege of Mandalore, which I don't think we're going to see in this series, but we are going to see Ahsoka Tanu's interaction with the planet of Mandalore, which could allude to future seasons of the Mandalorian. So we're going to get a ton of stuff and, with the planet of Dave Mandalore. And Dave Filoni would be the perfect person to tie those because he's Absolutely. so involved in the Mandalorian. Oh, totally. So, you know, we it's have... Dope. And another thing is, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi, if you watch this series, they allude to a little romantic fling that Obi-Wan Kenobi went on with this woman named the Duchess Satine. So she was the Duchess of Mandalore. And her sister is also a Mandalorian. So this could also have ties to the Kenobi series. Wait, so all of these Jedis just had secret affairs, just much like... They're all fooling around. Yeah, because to hell with that rule. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no attachments. No ugh, No whatever. attachments. But uh, I, big takeaway from this trailer. It's called Boundaries. It looks, It's called Boundaries. <laughs> it looks great. And look how awesome this poster is. The poster for this series. I, I always oh, love yes. a good Star Wars poster. Me too. This is absolutely terrific. I mean, you got Darth Maul right there in the middle with the, the double blade. It is so funny because oh. Darth Maul is one of the most loved characters and I, I think he's dope. Obviously, his double saber is dope. I just don't. It's all the little, all my little cousins. That's their favorite character out of all of them. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he's he's badass. He looks terrific. And this series has totally uplifted yeah, many aspects true. of the prequels. The biggest compliment. They didn't really use him that much in the prequels. Not, yeah, they didn't use him that much, and a lot of other characters in the prequels. That's what's one of the biggest critiques of those three movies. And this series really really makes a lot of the uh, the aspects of the prequels a lot better. Now, Ryan, let me ask you. Ask away. How many episodes do we need to watch that you put on your list before the uh, episode one drops? Before the episode one of this new season drops. Again, and this this article will be published later this week. There are 115 episodes of The Clone Wars. Okay. Out of the six seasons that are out right now. Yes. That have been made. There's uh-huh. 115 episodes. That's too many people. It's way That's too, too many. many. I think there are a good... 46 that you need to watch in order to really get that emotional pull for the series. 30 minutes each. They're 30 minutes. They're shorter even than that. A, a few of them are in like the low 20s because it was Cartoon Network with commercials. Uh, you can breeze through them 
it's funny because Disney put out an article yesterday that was like, if you watch four episodes of The Clone Wars every day for the next month, you're going to hit it just in time. I'm like, no, you don't need to do that. There's chill, tons chill, of it. Chill, 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 man, chill. chill. Okay, I work. We work. God, we work it. That's why you're here. That's why you're here. <laughs> so cut that in half. There's forty you need to watch, and like Star Wars, <laughs> it's never in a convenient order. It's always out of order. So I'm gonna put it in order for you. All right, and that way you'll be caught up on everything with Ahsoka Tano, everything with Mandalore, everything with Darth. Mole and everything with Obi Wan Kenobi, so stay tuned for that, y'all. Hell yeah, I'm excited. I'm I'm really excited to have this new season, and that everything's on Disney Plus. It will make it so easy for all of us because everyone who's watched The Mandalorian is going to have the access. Absolutely, I'm looking at the chat right now. By the way, we're live every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Popcorn Talk Network. Yes, come yeah, see yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, come yeah. see us. Shout out to Ivan Soto in the chat who's saying, "Oh wait, not seeing Clone Wars. Sorry, there's no point. Why is there no point, Ivan Soto?" Hot take. Hot take. These aren't the points we're looking for. <laughs> uh, Manny Gonzalez, uh, he had 36. Wow, 36 apps. Okay, really cutting it short. Manny, always here every week. Vito Scuddy in the chat. Vito. Vito Star Drew in the chat. And Greg Mostovich. Oh, Greg Mostovich, curious as to why you don't like Baby Jabba. We'll get to it. It's Okay, yeah, we'll get I'll to get it. to it. Trust me, I have like a list. I could probably write an article about it. I want to ask you real quick, Steph. Okay. So you're you haven't seen much of the Clone Wars, no. But are you at all intrigued yes. to get back into this? Do you think that's because it's all uh, formulating to this big universe with these other shows like Mandalorian, Rebels? Yeah, I think that where Star Wars hasn't done the best is in its marketing and really relaying to people that there's parts of the story that are in the animated pieces and people only are taking the movie seriously but yeah. they the the this show in particular has a lot to do with the story oh, the yeah. overall story so that's why I'm into it. I also love the characters that they focus on I think that they're all dimensional she's just a goddess so, good so time now. oh my yeah, gosh I I I mean if I was really really into cosplay I would 100% do that that would just be a massive undertaking. The orange body paint yeah, would be kind of difficult. I would have to, the, like, maybe if I could do, like, a Snooki, just go to a you could pull it bed, off. Yes. get orange. You don't even need paint. Yeah, just, just spray be it. orange. Just be orange. Steph, be- do you think uh, your initial unfamiliarity with Clone Wars has to do with the fact that it's an animated show? Do you think that prevents Star Wars superfans from entering in at all? Yeah. Jeff Graham, biggest Jeff. Star Wars fan on earth right here, uh, <laughs> yes. coming from the booth, our wonderful producer. Sorry to interrupt. What was Yeah, he's stuff? like a writing film genius, but knows nothing about Star Wars. Anyways, yeah, I think so. I like animated shows. I, I, Dragon Ball Z, Avatar, that's all like my shit. Yeah. But I, I, I watched some episodes of Clone Wars, was never ride or die with it, because I just didn't see how it fit in. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's required viewing yeah. if you want to enjoy the movies. But the thing is, we're start we're entering this realm where we're kind of having a little bit of a break from the movies. And if you still want to get that Star Wars fix, that Star Wars touch, that taste, yeah. this is a great show to tune into. And it's super rewarding if you stick with it. Now, you every so often, you get a droid episode. Just hit skip. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Every so often you might I even get George, a... I just don't have time. You get a Jar Jar episode here and there. Skip it. There's nothing wrong with skipping it. It's been out for a while, but there is some awesome <laughs> stuff with Darth Maul, Obi-Wan, Anakin. You get to see that relationship. It's really great. Okay. I'm I'm fully committed. Tell me if you're watching, if you're joining me in Ryan's episode picks, because I'm going to start this weekend. Yes. In preparation. Love it. All right. Moving on to kind of shitty news. 
Okay. The Rise of Skywalker now has the worst <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes score of the entire saga. Yikes. That's worse than the Phantom Menace, y'all. <clears throat> That's insane to me. Phantom Menace, which has a 53%, and somehow Rise of Skywalker got a 52. Ooh. Yeah, that's a yikes. That's a big yikes. That's a big yikes. Now, just so all the information's out there, Rotten Tomatoes wasn't as prevalent of a thing when The Phantom Menace came out, so it might not be as accurate of a rating. I also think, you know, you had much longer of a gap between Return of the Jedi and Phantom Lower Menace. Lower expectations. Lower expectations. And then if we look at this, which is really interesting, and I always am fascinated by the audience score versus the tomato meter. Audience is an 86%, and that's kind of my score now that I've seen the movie three times. I lie around right there, like yeah. 85 8 to 88%. I know Ryan's a little bit lower. I'm probably but in between. That seems more accurate to me. Um, that tomato meter is shade. Yeah, that's a splat. <laughs> that is a splat tomato. Uh, sucks. I, I know that really does suck because <laughs> I don't think it's not that bad. Like, if anyone looked at the tomato meter for this movie, it's really not that bad. I think it's a common of, you know, it's J.J. Abrams. It's the third in the trilogy. We've had nine of these movies, so we have an idea of what we want from a Star Wars movie going into this one, unlike a prequel. And I just don't think that that is a fair representation no. of the movie. Yeah, come on, y'all. That's... Yeah. Whatever problems, look, I think the good score is on another transport, like everyone <laughs> oh else always tells God. me. But that is that is pretty low. Uh, however, I do think that, that it matches the audience score. It, there was mostly praise for this yeah, movie, yeah. even though there are a lot of haters online. I, I really do think it was a critics versus fan thing for this movie. Fans were were happy for the ride. It was entertaining, and that's what a lot of people just wanted, at least, it, for it to be entertaining. I think critics were really being like, is this a Shawshank Redemption storyline? <laughs> if not, let me shit on it. Whoa. Um, and just to give you guys context, Empire Strikes Back had a 94%. That's obviously the highest one, and a lot of people's favorite movie of the entire saga yeah uh that's followed by the force of weight force awakens 93 percent, and then new hope 93 percent. last jedi 91 percent. wow y'all it's okay. it, that is a drop rogue one 83 percent, and then last jedi 91 percent. what yeah i mean it's interesting because it, it, i think it really shows that the the haters <laughs> for all these movies are a lot louder than the lovers which yeah. is, is unfortunate because, you know, if and if you ask anyone really, like, what was the majority of people's feelings on The Last Jedi? It, people will probably say it was 50-50. But then you look around Tomatoes and it was a 91% for critics. You're... So it's interesting to think about it like that. Whereas with this movie, again, you, you hear probably most people liked it. But then you go around Tomatoes, 50%. Hate it. So it's an opposite of maybe what the reality of the conversation yeah. is. Yeah. Return of the Jedi, 82%. Revenge of the Sith, 80%. And this is where I need to stop everyone for a second. Hold up. Okay. Rise of Skywalker, 52%. Yeah. Solo, 70%. Whoa! Whoa! Solo was so bad! Whoa. <laughs> I actually never knew Steph's feelings on Solo until right now, but holy cow. Yeah. Sorry to stop the stop Look, everything happening right now, but this is blasphemy. The one thing I got to say about Solo is, uh, what's I, your name? 
Han. Every, both these movies, by the way, they're always like, what's your last name? And no, no other character they ask what your last name is. What's your last name? And he's like, I don't have a last name. Why about Solo? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Come on. Come man. on. That's but, how you got that name. The only uh, thing that I obviously love being that I am Chewbacca's long lost daughter is Chewbacca was the like the greatest by far mm. part of that movie. Getting Chewy storyline was perfect. Everything else, it was beautiful. Sucked. Jeff, I'm here. I'm seeing some. Sorry, Jeff. Real quick, I'm seeing no, some no, something in the that. chat. People are saying we got some uh, some breaking news about what? the Obi Wan series. No way. Are you seeing this, Jeff? Online, we got. Whoa! Breaking breaking news. news! Boy, 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 boy. And it's also a rumor. This is a rumor. I don't think this is quite confirmed. What? A rumor has it uh, that Obi Wan Kenobi series is on hold right now. Yo. It's that it's just being reportedly delayed a little bit just for some script rewrites. It's not that it's being canceled or completely put on hold. But right now I'm seeing this from Heroic Hollywood. The Hollywood Reporter actually just put this out, which is a pretty reputable name. It says Obi-Wan, Ken- Obi-Wan Kenobi series on hold as calls go out for new scripts. Uh, we're just hearing this right now live on air. Oh, God, Steph, that look on your face. <laughs> that look on Steph's face was, was pure yeah, terror. It was like terror. Yeah. I why this worries me yeah. is because of I think it was last Friday there was a rumor from a kind of a a fake I don't know if they're yes. a fake Twitter source but a, one that makes up stuff a lot I guess that's what people were saying said that Obi One series wasn't going to happen and a lot of people were like it's rumor whatever but why it worries me now is that we're getting kind of a verified source talking about rewriting for a script. And at the time, it's just so close to that rumor that it makes me think there's something more oh, wrong. Oh, because there's last week that bigger. fake. Yeah, there's something else going on. To have a script rewrite when you've already began filming, that I mean, means well, you we have to retake. Do we know? I don't know if we knew they started filming. Oh. I think they've been. But the thing is, they announced it back in like August. Yeah. And they brought you one on stage. So they've really been planning it since then. And now it's January. So it's been four or five months. I do see your point though, because that was last that was last Friday, and that was everyone was like it's false, it's not true. But right now, this is saying it's been put on hold, whereas that rumor was like it's been canceled. The Hollywood Reporter goes on to say that Ewan McGregor and director Deborah Chow remain attached to this project. They're just getting new scripts. I mean, look, it's still in pre-production. Uh, it wouldn't be a Star Wars movie if it didn't have a, a crazy pre-production, uh, or it's not a Star Wars movie, but it's a series. I, I think it's good that this happened pre-production as opposed to filming. Yeah, like the last. Yeah, it's just like, like man, solo. I, you know, they were on a bit of a run with the Mandalorian with their TV. It seems like they have all their TV stuff really well planned out, but now Do they doesn't seem like this one. At least, hey, figure it out. We they need Marie Kondo. That's her name, right? <laughs> Marie Kondo, the clean, the organizational lady on Netflix. Oh, okay, I don't they know. They need this one. her spark to, and joy, baby. Yeah, exactly, Jeff. I knew you would know that reference. They need her to make their plan. Yeah. For movies, TV shows, like what's going on? They you need have, a daytimer. You have billions of dollars. What's you need an organizer? And here's what I'll say about this too. I think because our favorite, one of our favorite above the line people in this franchise, Deborah Chow, is helming this. Yeah. It's really important they get this right. Hollywood has this terrible habit of blaming failed projects on female directors. Mm. Like when a when a, when a male director fails a project, they'll be like, you know, the audience just didn't come out for it. And when a female director fails a project, like you know, we shouldn't have taken a risk on that which is just she was such a little a, too emotional yeah, yeah it's such <laughs> such bs but but it's I, a good unfortunately point. the stakes are higher with this because they're allowing a uh 
female director of color to direct the project, I, they really do have to get it perfect or it will be unfairly maligned. I agree. That's they a do, great point, Jeff. They need to get it perfect. And also, it's, it's a really beloved character. It's Obi-Wan Kenobi. I mean, this guy... This is one of the original characters from the first They're film. They're not going to not do it. Like, they need to do it right, though. Like, this would be a stain. Yeah. If they mess this up. Because okay. even, as much as you give, you know, the prequels crap, like, Ewan McGregor is great in those movies. Always. And they brought him back. It's it's a, it's a high stakes. A lot of people in the chat giving their thoughts on this. Uh, everyone just was shouting, like, have you guys seen the news? It just broke from Collider. Uh, they've released the crew to look for other work. That's from... Take one of the source. Uh, Manny Gonzalez. Oh, no, this is the second most Star Wars thing I really wanted to see behind Clone Wars. Um, yeah, I know. And it looks like it might be delayed a little longer, unfortunately. There's a lot of stuff going on at Disney from Ivan Soto. Uh, people are, are they're bummed because it's the second live action series we're going to get. And yeah, it's, it's now going to be a little bit more delayed, apparently. Well, thank you. This is why I love our Star Wars fam for letting us know, because obviously we're focused on what we have. So breaking news. Jeff Graham in the booth knows I love some breaking news. Yes, we do. <laughs> Moving on. This is a really fun story from comicbook.com on Star Wars Rogue One co-writer Gary Witta. He had a scrap Darth Vader scene and he this was I love when they do this when writers or creators they right. let the fans ask questions so this was a question posed to him on was whether or not there was any scenes cut and he said rebel ground troops bunkered in around the imperial comms uh, comms tower on Scarif Storm Scarif. Scarif stormtroopers can't break through to get to Jin who's on her way to transmit plans Vader says Put me on that beach. Carnage ensues. You ended up seeing something like that in the corridor scene, though. It sounds like it's that epic, incredible Darth Vader scene at the end of Rogue One. That's like everyone's favorite. Because in that scene, scene. he says, get me a transport because he goes to board the ship. Uh, It sounds like it was that exact same thing, but on a beach. Uh, I mean, I would have loved to have seen it, obviously, because that scene was the best scene in the entire movie. But, I mean, I'm still really satisfied with what we got. But, yeah, we do know that there were some reshoots, and they changed a little bit of the third act of that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, would you have preferred to see that badass Vader scene on the beach, or were you kind of happy with what we got? I'm happy with what we got. Yeah. It sounds I, cool, though. Because the beach scene was perfect to me. It was so... The, ba- the, the battle The itself. whole battle right. itself was so well done. I love that movie. I don't really have a lot of changes for it. It might have diminished the deaths of our core team yeah. if Vader was down there, because the whole focus would have gone to Vader. Yeah, exactly. Whereas in this movie, it was... You got all the character deaths. It wasn't you had those story. Beats, and then it was that final scene. Yeah. Right. Do you feel the same way? I, I feel that way. Like I was saying, I think... If you had the Vader scene earlier, it would have taken away from our main character's mm-hmm. sacrifices. So I think the way that they ended up doing it actually worked out perfectly. Mm-hmm. I yeah. agree. But it's inter- it's an interesting read. And I'm, I'm happy that they're not really afraid to share that type of stuff. It's just like any film production. You know, changes are made in post or on set. I know. It is interesting coming off of the release of a script, so mm. to speak. I would think that a lot of them are kind of scared about that. All but the leaks. But just totally fun and not serious at all right something also kind of funny is that there's the mob at disneyland star wars rise of the resistance opening day it's open by the way as of last friday rise the resistance they have another ride for the longest time it was the one ride now you have two rides two rides rise of the resistance and man this is a 
This is like a Woodstock crowd. I know. This is this is a this is LAX on New Year's. You know, this is nuts. You how get many people a number. You get a grouping number. So people are going as early as possible, getting a grouping number, like they're at Gelson's waiting for a sandwich line. Then they return to the ride later in the day when the number is close. I guess that's an organized way of doing it. But if you see the picture of on Twitter, there's a few pictures on Twitter of what the lines look like. It's insane. I, it is nuts. I, I mean, there's. I get that. That's why it happened. I just don't know if I could do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I, well, the big takeaway is everyone's excited for it. Yeah, I like, guess that's I don't it. think it's better to have a lot of people there than no one at all. Uh, and I think opening day is always crazy. I just don't think they're anticipating just how crazy it was going to be for this. Uh, yeah, it's interesting what you're saying about getting the group number. I, I wish that they maybe even went a little farther with that like here we have a max we see there's so many people coming this day let's have a let's have a max number of groups because i don't think that that was the case and that's yeah you're just left with this insane amount of people but um nothing i cannot wait to go again like, a few weeks or months just let the crowds die down a little and then just go and experience rise of the resistance because from all accounts we've seen some video it looks amazing. Everything's to scale. I know. There's AT-ATs that look like you're in Star Wars. Yeah. There's nothing more exciting. It's really cool. It's quite incredible. And really look at close that. to us. Holy cow. Look at that. Oh, my gosh. That um, was not the Disneyland experience they were looking for. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey C. Graham. Hot take. In the booth. I do really want to talk about this L.A. mansion with the Star Wars themed basement. Jeff, can you pull up this photo when you get a chance? So the Wall Street Journal did an article about this house and it's listed for 26.5 million and it's 5,000 square feet with a foot basement with a massive collection of replicas yeah. space vehicles and life-size figures from the, <laughs> ep- from the movies like if you see this picture it's in this is this like is wild i dream of a place like this 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 looks like that uh i don't know if you've ever seen the comedy classic bench warmers but there's a character in there that has his entire house decorated like star wars look at this photo oh my goodness every helmet every stormtrooper clone they have there's a speeder bike right there and there's just a guy and at the so bar they're selling all of this with oh my it gosh yeah that is a win- that's a wonderland right there that just looks special i, w- I mean Who's i think that's what i do it? if i had all that money i would after i got the house i would just get star wars merchandise Put it up yeah, everywhere. but now they're selling it. Right. Yeah, I can't. I can't buy that. Yeah, yeah. I want to. Yeah. Oh my it's gosh! Little, look at that. A little above my budget. Look at that theater, Steph. Yeah. I mean, it kind of makes me sad looking at it. Take it down. <laughs> Take it. Close the blast God. doors. Wow. All right. Um, do you want to? I don't know about this. Battlefront Two players get to play as BB-8 next week. Yeah. Uh, so I played Battlefront Two on PlayStation Four. I've always loved. Battlefront from the OG games and the original Xbox and the original PlayStation to these new ones, which are a little bit more like the Battlefield games. Uh, what's kind of cool with this Battlefront game is, and like any Star Wars video game, is you're in the world. Like you're actually like it feels like you're in the movies, you're fighting. And with this new Battlefront two that came out last year, uh, they've been updating it as more and more content and movies come out, and there's more characters you can play as. Now you can play as BB-8 which is kind of wild because usually you're playing as someone who might fight in the battle and now you're playing as BB-8 who who does get some action scenes sorry <laughs> does get some action fight scenes <laughs> that's some he? action in the movies uh so i think that's going to be pretty neat especially just to roll around too. you think so why not <laughs> i mean would you consider poe saying take this and like putting a <laughs> map to Luke skywalker in BB-8 as 
No? All right. Okay. <laughs> Let me stop you. Let's stop right there. It's going to be really cool, though. It's an update <laughs> on the game, uh, and you'll be able to play as him as one of the heroes. So if you have Battlefront 2, look out for that. I ship BB-8 and Theo. Anyways... <laughs> So last week, The Hollywood Reporter came out with an exclusive that really gave little to no information, but teased the fact that Taika Waititi was in talks getting courted for the next Star Wars movie, whatever that may be. They don't have many details on whether it's like another trilogy or a standalone piece, but obviously I am, you guys know I'm fully on board with that. He directed the finale episode of The Mandalorian, absolutely Well, let me stop you right there, Steph Sabra. Because I have a pitch for this Taika Waititi Star Wars movie. Does he? Yes, he does. <laughs> Here's the pitch, y'all. Taika Waititi, incredible director, done Thor, Thor Ragnarok, <laughs> Thor Love and Thunder, the Mandalorian finale. There he is on screen. Here's my pitch for the Taika Waititi Star Wars movie that doesn't necessarily have to be linked to the main saga. It's three words. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks. Don't freak out yet, right? Calm down. Easy. I know. One of the worst characters, not only in Star Wars history, but in cinema history, Jar Jar Binks. Probably the worst thing to, like, ever happen. He's just horrible. Picture this, though. This is post-prequels. He survived. He put the Emperor in power. He's the reason all this stuff went wrong. Okay. Picture him as a clown on Tatooine, just... Just satisfying, you know, some rich bounty hunters, someone like Jabba the Hutt. He's he's just a, a he's a nobody, and him having to redeem himself. And you have Taika Waititi's fun New Zealand comedy putting it in there, and having not only Jar Jar Binks redeem himself as a character, but also the performance. And you call it Jar Jar Rabbit. Oh my God. <laughs> Jar Jar Rabbit. That's the pitch. What do y'all think? <laughs> Taika Waititi, Jar Jar Binks movie, redeem the character, redeem the story. Jar Jar Rabbit? Jar Jar Rabbit. Oh my god. There all we go. right. I, I hear you. Bring it. I hear you. I think he could do it. And you all misheard me in the chat. I said, get rid of the photo of the IMAX theater in the house because I'm jealous. Yeah, I we're jealous. I obviously want that. I don't think that they should get rid of it in the house. They should absolutely keep it. I don't want to see it anymore. Because it's not mine. I know we're we're jealous. All right, look at that. Look Thanks. at that photo. Jeff. Hashtag Jar Jar Rabbit. Let's Hashtag go. Jar Jar Rabbit. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. Let's get into our social media ra- uh, ra- rabbit. Let's get into our social media Jar Jar Rabbit. This is our roundup. Roundup. So. You guys know that I've tweeted about this. The mm. baby Java concept art went viral. Holy cow! <sighs> this 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 really. Caught some flames. Yeah, you... And you were really hostile. I know, I know. I think it's because... (laughs) Like, you didn't hold back at all. I don't... If it's actually... I'm pretty sure you said this couldn't hold a candle to Baby Yoda. Yeah, in other words, but Baby Jabba could never, is what I more specifically said. Although I I love a little chunk, (laughs) I... I know what he is to become, and I hate putting his future on him like that. Of course, he can choose his own fate. He can choose his own fate. Judging by his <laughs> ancestors, okay, the odds are not in his favor. Really? Because I seem to recall another Star Wars character who had some messed up ancestors, and her name was Rey. I think you got to give you have to give Baby Jabba a chance. Okay, look at that. He's the cutest thing on earth i mean okay look the debate is is he cuter than baby yoda not a chance why 
He looks like what's that one dinosaur? What's wrong with the show? Chunk? There was that like dinosaur. the family dinosaurs. Dragon the tails. Baby always family dinosaur. The, the baby was always on the. I think it's just called dinosaur stuff. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Oh dinosaur, yeah, that one. Dinosaurs oh. from the nineties. Ryan's too young. Ryan's a baby. 90s. Actually, both of you guys are too young. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, you're so right. Can you pull, please, pull up the photo of the baby of from dinosaurs? That is the cutest. I am so spot on on this call. But anyways, and, I mean, he's fine. He's fine. He's wow. cute. Whatever. I think he's beautiful. I think he's. I think that wow. is the cutest baby I've ever seen. Over and, baby Yoda. Look, all I'm saying is we know one of them has choked someone before, and that's Baby Yoda. Honestly, I haven't seen Baby Jabba choke anyone. Kara can be annoying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we also saw Baby Jabba. If you watch Bringing Back to Clone Wars, in the Clone Wars movie, there is a Jabba the Hutt's son. Oh, and- there he is! Oh. You guys see this? this? They literally sold this concept art from Dinosaurs, an original program in the 90s. This is Baby Jabba originally. You're welcome, Internet. <laughs> my gosh but this yeah this did catch uh, a lot of heat on uh, social media this week and look i'd love to see a baby jabba obviously baby yoda could kick his butt but i think baby jabba is so cute and we need to see that okay also in social media you know my boy john boyega did something really cute he, he bought his parents and then ryan has some he's bought his parents a house Wow. And he put it on social media. It's on his Twitter and Instagram and everything, but it's just a really special moment. You can see how grateful he is for them. And that's exactly what I hope everyone does when they get money is spoil the people who love them and took after His them. social media has been so great. We, we, we covered him just like beating up all of his critics. Yeah. Not beating him up, but like doing some karate, uh, awesome editing, uh, people who are tweeting at him negative stuff. I think his, his social media is one to keep an eye on. It's mm-hmm. always fun and he's always going to be uh, championing the galaxy far, far away. Yes. We also had some really cool... <laughs> well, I mean, we, ha- we had some unique other cast members tweet about Star Wars this week. Give it to me. Um, well, you know... <laughs> wow. There's an actor <laughs> who plays uh, Chewbacca. Uh, and Chewbacca's daughter, you'd be interested in this. Um, his name's... Uh, <laughs> we just had it. It's by Harrison Ford. Um, Yunus Sam... Is that how you say it? Yonas Somato? So- Somato. Sotanamo. Yunus... Um, say basically this uh, look Call the Wild this is the new Harrison Ford film Call the Wild looks like it's going to be a really fun adventure movie but this picture makes me a little jealous here's what I have to say to Eunice get over it okay <laughs> get over it let the dog have his movie with Harrison Ford alright oh. you got to be with Harrison for a movie and Chewbacca look he's always going to have his time with Harrison Ford do you know the the problems in Hollywood with dogs and their casting there's so few roles for dogs out there and you're going to say you're jealous of this one dude not only do you get to be a walking carpet you got to walk your walking carpet ass out of here and let and leave that puppy alone man okay call to that wild wait I I'm really passionate I, about this. Yes, I love when Ryan gets so pissed about. I, I had to have him explain this to me like 50 times because I was just confused as to where you were so upset. And it's clearly that he's taking Get the thunder it. from. He's taking the thunder from, from the, the dog. dog. Okay. Okay. All right. So I think he needs to be. <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> he needs to be putting the, in the pound. Anything he else? needs to be putting the pound after Anything that tweet. Anything else? Uh, some other tweets this week. Really funny ones here uh, coming from. So this is my, my favorite. Jeff, can you make that just a tiny bit bigger? Um, yes. So, oh my God. So this is a it's, it's the sweet baby or Sean Baby tweets. If you shoot a door lock in Star Wars, it opens, it locks it, it prevents it from ever being opened again or locked again, or it won't hold them for long. Whatever you want. They don't give a S. That's so funny. Have you ever noticed that in any of the Star Wars movies? Whenever they shoot one of the locks at the door, it either closes it or it opens it. It like does whatever they want it to do if you just shoot a lock in Star Wars. Yeah. I never noticed that. That's so funny. He, these tweets he had um, this week were hysterical. He had another one saying, if you're fighting an ATST in Star Wars, there's either nothing on this planet that could scratch it or its legs, or you can have some little teddy bears just roll some loose lumber at it, which I thought was also really funny it's just these really cool things and he's he's really good if you're a stormtrooper and your name's (laughs) you don't have a name in star wars if your name's if you're a stormtrooper unless you're finn or yoff nine really great and we also had probably my favorite meme of the week uh this has to do with fake names um this was all over the internet this week it's basically from uh, if you've ever seen infinity war when peter parker meets doctor strange and he goes hey i'm peter parker and he goes i'm doctor strange oh we're using our fake names uh he goes i'm peter parker by the way ray skywalker <laughs> oh we're using our made-up names because that's a made-up name people great meme <laughs> that one was so funny i love how fixated people got with the with that ending scene with her yeah just ray skywalker <laughs> like you just changed your name <laughs> All right, we have to wrap. That's the wrap. That's the social media roundup. Uh, Ryan, until next week, where can people find you? You can find me at Ryan Nilsson on Twitter, at Ryan Nilsson, N-I-L-S-E-N, on Instagram. And every Thursday here, Popcorn Talk Network, 4 p.m. Steph, where can people find you? I'm Steph Sabraw. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter, at Steph Sabraw. I just forgot my handle. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. May the force be with you, as always. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. Mm-hmm.